0: Welcome to Watershed's October podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm a cinema curator here at Watershed and joined this month by Thea Berry, who's the cinema producer at Watershed and also a special guest, Dr. Ruth Farrer from Bath Spa University. This time of the year is very much festival season. We've just had at Watershed Encounters Short Film and Animation Festival And we've got coming up various festivals, including Africa Eye and also the Bristol-Palestine Film Festival, as well as film festivals on tour, like the Jewish Film Festival and the French Film Festival. The thing I really um, love about film festivals in particular is that they give a real focus and highlight to a particular area of filmmaking. And Ruth, your festival, She Extreme, I think is a brilliant example of an area that we wouldn't normally think within this traditional filmmaking side of things but it's it's really grown in terms of people making films but also coming to see it and it's she extreme just tell us a bit about the history and background to the festival
1: Sure, yeah, and thank you very much for having me. Um, So around 2014, um, Truthfully, I actually was born out of frustration because I was attending mountain film festivals, but only 5% of the programming featured women. But if you looked around in the cinema, 50% were men, 50% were women. It didn't really seem quite right to me. So rather than complain about it, which is a waste of energy, I decided to be the change I wanted to see.
0: But those, those festivals, you mentioned the mountain, you know, extreme sports, mountain climbing, mountain festivals, they've really grown over the past ten years, obviously as a result of, I guess, technology making, you know, taking cameras into extreme sports areas possible. But this is this is something that's it's happening globally, isn't it? I mean, it's really kind of part very much of an outdoor um, festival, and as you say, probably dominate, well, not probably, definitely dominated by men to begin with, but... There's more women making and taking part in extreme sports.
1: Oh, yeah, massively. It's very much kind of on the rise and the rise. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge, what I find in adventure filmmaking in terms of female representation is there is no shortage of female athletes, but there is a shortage of filmmakers telling their stories mm. on screen and that's what She Extreme seeks to address. And what have you been screening in the past
0: um, The past few years? Because it's been going for four or five years now, the yeah. festival proper.
1: Yeah, we're just about to go into our fifth year. Um, The first year was a complete experiment. I wasn't quite sure if anyone was going to come. I knew my mum bought a ticket from Ireland.
0: (laughs) It's always good when your mum's uh, (laughs) coming along.
1: Um, And it sold out um, in advance, and that really sort of proved to me that there is a market and audience need um, for these types of films. Um, And from the start, we've showed a real range, like snowboarding films, climbing films.
0: And are these all films about women made by women?
1: Um, Generally because we tend to have such a high submission rate, Mm. um, we try and promote kind of active women on screen and behind the camera as well.
0: Because one of the interesting things from my side, you know, running the cinema, programming cinema, is I've been aware of the sort of growth of, particularly through YouTube and different platforms of people taking GoPros and making films, skateboarding I guess was one of the first to really do it where they're capturing the jumps and the different activities. And the technology allows all of that to kind of go out and be available. So the communities are talking to each other online. I never thought it would make the such a transition into cinema. And I guess the big transition recently was free solo. It's just something which is about, you know, such a kind of you know, for want of a better word, niche area of climbing El Capitan and single, you know, without any support, as as the guy did in Free Solo. But the fact that that can make it into the cinema and audiences, audiences then want to watch it in the cinema. So there's been a, from my side, it's just, you know, you tend to think of cinema as, oh, let's go and be entertained with, you know, whatever the latest release is. But actually people want to come now and see different kinds of activities.
1: Definitely, and I, for me, and this is also part of my academic research as well, I think the reason why it's become even more popular and it is spilling into kind of mainstream in a really great way is because I think it's almost a backlash to the digital age and kind of rise of mental well-being that people want to tap into that sense of freedom that I think you can get when watching adventure films. Yeah. Yeah, um, And it encourages people to spend more time outdoors as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's proving so popular at the moment. And I was interested, we were talking
0: about it earlier. And one of the reasons I wanted to put on here is because I've seen how, uh, you know, experiencing how the, that area has grown for audiences. I guess we did Cycle Screen as well, which was, you know, I never thought there'd be so many films about cycling in audiences. But again, male, kind of male dominated, I guess before planning this uh, weekend that's coming up. There was also, there's the historical thing side of it where particularly in the early days of the technology as well, of film, filmmaking, women were climbing the Alps. You know, British, um, you know, Victorian, hardly Victorian women were going up the Alps and doing, you know, exploring. And some of those were filmed and collected. So it's not as though, it's not as though women have somehow just discovered (laughs) Uh, at the outdoors and those kinds of activities, but there is a kind of big, uh, there's more of a historical tradition.
1: Definitely, but even at then, there's still that lack of filmmakers sharing those stories. Because I think what I found some very much want to promote equality in extreme sports mm-hmm. um, and have more sort of films made. And I realise actually the most sustainable way of doing that is introducing training. So from our second year, um, we've introduced She Extreme Film School, which trains mm-hmm. up the next generation of female adventure filmmakers because you tend to tell the stories within your community around you. Yeah. Um, and we've found kind of great success through our trainings. And mm-hmm. so women who have attended our She Extreme Film School and other photography workshops have gone on to make award-winning work. Mm. So I think that there's been a real lack of support um, trying to get these different types of stories made mm. and they are a different way of telling stories because historically um a lot of adventure films have been like how fast how high it's mm. all about the adrenaline and mm. let's throw in another drone shot kind yeah, of yeah. gratuitous drone, drone shot um, whereas I find a way again mm. this rule doesn't apply to every female adventure filmmaker mm. but generally they tend to really get behind the story and the motivation of the character and for mm. me as an audience member I find that hooks me in more because mm. I want to know what is going through an athlete's mind, but they're at the top of the mountain, about to drop in yes. and do like the perfect dream line, like what is going through their mind, what actually motivated them yeah. to get to that point. And I find the films that we're programming through She Extreme really analyse the psychological motivations yeah. for that.
0: So the festival runs from the 4th to the 6th of October uh, in Watershed. What can people expect if they don't know about She Extreme? What, what, what can they expect to the see and happen during the few days?
1: So from the 4th to the 6th of October, it's a very fun, uplifting celebration of women in extreme sports and adventure. On Friday, we kick off with our opening night screening, which is the hotly anticipated Southwest premiere of Home, um, and that features Sarah Uton, a UK adventurer, as she traverses the entire globe human-powered by bike, kayak and rowing boat, and it took her years to make it, and then Jen Randall, um, a very talented adventure filmmaker, edited with her and it's really an amazing powerful film and what starts out as a very sort of physical journey actually turns inwards um, as Sarah really kind of has many many um, obstacles along the road um, and she learns so much about herself so it's a really powerful film. So during that screening we're also featuring a live poetry performance of our award winning poem um, for She Poetry Competition. And then straight after the screening, from eight to late, at Watershed Bar Cafe, we have our opening night party and we have live adventure art by local Bristol artists um, Kim piffy Jevon and Libby Parfit. We also have a She Extreme Photography exhibition featuring um, many amazing photos from our She Extreme Photography workshops. Um, We also have a She Extreme Recommends concept store where we're um, highlighting female-led adventure companies um, such as Shredley, Peak jewellery, Ride at Rad, and She Flies. And we also have a female-led DJ set, um, which is supported by Mini Rig here mm. in Bristol. So it's gonna be a really fun celebration on um, getting that Fun Day Friday feeling on Friday 4th of October.
0: And it's more than um, just uh, not just watching a film, but it's more than sitting in the cinema um, watching the film. There's, there's people can connect with um, other people that are involved in this in this world, and you say, it's, it's, it's there's different um, art forms and different activities that are going on.
1: Absolutely, and I find what's great about a film festival approach is it really creates a community, yeah. and every year quite exciting, totally unexpected expeditions and alliances and new film projects yeah. come out of each year extreme film festival. So yeah. I'm really intrigued and curious um, to see what new collaborations come out of this year.
0: And what's happening over the weekend?
1: So on Saturday, 5th of October, we have our Wheels, Waves and Wellbeing event and that's responding to a huge worldwide survey that we did exploring women and adventures, mental wellbeing. We have a powerful programme of films coming up for you, um, including kind of surfing, motorbiking and cycling. And we also have the exclusive world premiere of Undercurrents, which is a UK surf documentary, and that really explores what goes through our mind when we're surfing. So it examines the science of mindfulness, state of flow and blue health. We also have one of the stars of Film of Undercurrents who's going to be on our panel called Lizzie. Lizzie is a blue health coach and a blue mind advocate um, and she's going to be on stage with us. Um, And we also have some amazing panel speakers, including Gemma Harrison, who's um, the co-founder of UC London, an awesome motorbike collective based in um, the UK. we also have Velo Me Jess, who is a mountain biking athlete and a mental health advocate. And Hetty Key, who's a lead researcher um, for women in adventure. Um, But I'm really excited for our panel, because we're really gonna delve into that topic of mental wellbeing. We explore, for example, who is kind of the happiest out of all the action sports. So we're gonna reveal a lot of those results uh, during that screening. On Sunday, 6th of October, we have She Extreme Film School, training up the next generation of female adventure filmmakers, led by expert pros, including Dr. Emma Brennan, Um, Who worked on BBC's Planet Earth 2. We also have a mini film shoot uh, featuring skateboarding and roller derby. Um, So it's going to be a really action packed, fun few days from 4th to 6th of October.
0: And so much more um, around watching the films as well as um, different opportunities for people to engage with the speakers and the guests. Um, and the film school is, is fantastic because, of course, that's going to be feeding future editions of the festival, no doubt.
1: Definitely. And we've proven um, through our She Extreme Film Festival research that women coming to our She Extreme programme, because we do programmes slightly differently to other adventure film festivals, they come to our film festival get very inspired and encouraged by our film programme and that then inspires them to spend more time outdoors and by spending more time outdoors that leads to increased mental wellbeing. So I'm really excited by the impact of the festival way beyond the cinema screen. Mm.
0: Great and if people want to find out more information where should they be looking?
1: So they can look on Watershed's what's on section and Extreme film festivalcom
0: Great look forward to it and thank you very much Dr Ruth Farrar. On to some of the films that are opening and showing at Watershed uh, through this month. Highlight for me Thea is The Irishman which we are doing a Preview screening of 13th of October. Hot from its uh, closing night screening at the London Film Festival. This is Martin Scorsese's Magnus opus, three-hour, uh, three-hour-long, three-hour-plus, *The Irishman*, which is interesting because it's been produced via Netflix. Yeah. And so he's he's got the money to be able to make I guess the film that he's always wanted to make. He's got the budget to do that. But with it being Netflix, there's been all the a to and froing about um, will it get shown in the cinema? A bit like uh, Roma, everything that happened around Roma. And I think the filmmakers, and you know, I think Netflix are beginning to see the value now of films being shown, uh, made available in cinemas. And actually, and there's just been an announcement that um, Altitude, a distributor, are going to be looking after Netflix's theatrical screening. So it means that their work are going to get out into cinemas. And so it's brilliant that the first one um, should be Scorsese, who's such an advocate and such a passionate um, advocate for for cinema, um, for film, should be the first one that we kind of screen mm-hmm. through relatively easy channels yeah. to, to get. So i um, really looking forward to, to seeing that and hopefully screening it when it gets released in November. It's Scorsese back on the territory that he absolutely does brilliantly from uh, Mean Streets through Goodfellas and on about the crime scene, underground yeah. scene and how it connects with institutions in, in New York. He's got De Niro... Yeah, the, Peche, gang's back Keitel, together. the whole team's back together, <laughs> and so I, I'm really looking forward to to seeing that. Um, I think it'll be a special uh, it'll be a special event as well with kind of seeing red carpet footage from London Film Festival. So that's certainly one of the highlights for me. Um, um, what, about, what about you? What are you? Yeah, well,
2: another film that's I think is also part of um, uh, LFF um, in October is Adam Schimberg's film Chain for Life, which is a really totally strange but intriguing quite satirical but yet yeah, sensitive uh, story about so the lead actor adam pearson who we would know from under the skin mm. plays an actor in this sort of strange european film with by a sort of Werner herzog s director about people and actors with um, disfigurements and their representation on on screen mm. so the director aaron shimberg's taken sort of inspiration from films that sort of done it poorly, like Freaks from 1932 and Peter Bogdanovich's Mask from 1985. Mm. And it's his own sort of personal response to those films and how mm. he himself, he classed himself having a uh, facial sort of imp- impairment mm. and how that's represented on screen in those stories.
0: Yeah. And um, could you see those films, like um, Freaks, which is an extraordinary film, mm. I feel as though it's probably influenced David Lynch and... The Elephant Man as yeah, well. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and, and Mask, where we're, we're being invited to almost look on in horror or or disbelief yeah. or, you know, it's, it's a bit in, like the sort of carnival show type thing, whereas this is very much a satire on those views. And those. And Adam Pearson, you know, has a form of fibrosis, neurofibrosis, um, so his face is very um, disfigured. But he's play, you know, it's that thing where he's, he's just a guy, that's, yeah. you know, an actor, a budding actor. Yeah. Um, and there's a great sense in the film of, you know, them, seeing them before the camera runs and then when the cameras and the roles that, 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 that Sabina yes. has to play. But actually, there are a bunch of jobbing actors that are just trying, yeah, <laughs> trying well, to a, get a on. Yeah, it's a film
2: also about f- uh, filmmaking in a way. And, um, yeah. and what Shinbug does, I think, quite interestingly, is blur- blurring the line between what is the film that they're making, what is the film that we're watching. And the other sort of bits of footage that's being shot throughout sort of the, the film. So it is. Um, I haven't seen anything sort of quite like it in a while.
0: No, it's 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 done. In a, as you say, the tone of it is very. You you it puts you in an uncertain position. Yeah. Um. I think as to where you what you should be feeling as an audience, but it's very um, it's a very topical, very strong film that I would urge people to see. And uh, uh, as we record this. Um, i'm hoping that we that we can get adam to come down and talk about the film. um we should be great to be to yeah. to have to have him here. another film that i'm looking forward to is chris morris's the day shall come. chris morris people will know from his television satires and four lines which is a great film about hapless bunch of aspiring Extremist. uh, extremists, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, in the north of England, and he's 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 taken that satire and moved it to America, which at this moment in time is is I don't think you even have to do satire, no. but he's 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 done that thing about the kind of haplessness. It is that sort of nobody's trying to do it by design. De- design. It's just yeah. complete haplessness. And he's he's it's got that four lines humor to it. It's a very biting um satire but very enjoyable, which opens this month. And finally for this month is the start or sees the start of our conversations about Cinema Strand, the partnership specifically with the University of West of England and their um, philosophy and politics department. It started last year. Um some great discussions. It's a great partnership because the UA philosophy politics Bring speakers um, and, and bring a, a really interesting perspective on film, which is thinking about them beyond the kind of entertainment or or uh, value, but thinking about them as, as how they engage with kind of wider society thought philosophy politics um, and they produced some really great discussions. I remember last year the first one was the film Utoya, which just prompted such a brilliant brilliant series of discussions um, with the audience uh, and and also a fantastic audience to come along to. It starts this month um, with For Sama, uh, which is the extraordinary moving documentary about the Syrian conflict through a woman trying to bring up her daughter, incredibly powerful film, which we screened last month and had the director down. So it's really, it's going to be great to talk about that film through the prism yeah, to of, revisit
2: the, yeah yeah exactly so the two two of the guests who are going to be on the panel is uh razwan ghazawi who's from the university of sussex and she did her undergraduate in um in syria then moved over to the uk and she's now doing her phd in gender studies so it'll be really interesting to hear about her own experience of studying in syria and her relationship with the conflict um being Syrian, then also Ammar Azouz who um, is an architect and also an academic whose primary research is about how do cities rebuild themselves after war and after conflict. it would be really fascinating. The screening that we had here with the director was incredibly powerful. I've never known an atmosphere like it Mm. in the cinema. Mm. Was really quite something else.
0: And and as I say great to have um, those different perspectives and also if people have seen the film when we showed it last month come back and revisit that as I say with hearing the discussion as well and this is the first one and then next month we've got um, Monos which is a new Colombian film which I think is extraordinary and there'll be a discussion around that and then it'll be continuing through to next year. Actually, when you mention architect and cities, it just reminded me that another festival that we have coming up this month is the Festival of the Future City, which we're doing in partnership with Bristol Cultural Development Partnership and Festival of Ideas. And that's going to be over... Its focus is over four days in the middle of October. And there's a whole series of talks and screenings about what is the city, what role does the city play? Um, You know, there's so so much to discuss about the city of the future. And when you see a film like For Sam and you see how... Uh, how a city can be erased almost, and then how do you begin to sort of rebuild and think about that as well as the sort of communities? It's a very timely. It's a very timely uh, festival, and that's running from 16th to 20th of this month. And we're also partnering with Festival of Ideas on the brunches this month, which is looking at Weimar, Germany, linked to them um, the idea of the city. The amazing thing that happened in Weimar in Germany in the just before the Second World War was this amazing kind of utopian almost notion of, a, of what a city and culture could be and they produced an amazing range of ideas and cultural thinking kind of influenced you know things like Bauhaus and uh, Expressionism um, and we're going to be showing four um, amazing films from that period by Margemini, uh, uh Mid 30s, 1930s, and they will all be accompanied with live music. They were silent, and they'll be accompanied by uh, live music. But you see in those films some of the names that then um, of filmmakers who went to Hollywood with the start of the Second World yeah. War, so people like Billy Wilder, um, for example. So a busy, rich, adventurous, and thrilling month at the cinema for October. All the information is on the Watershed website, watershed.co.uk and I look forward to seeing you at the cinema. Thank you very much, Theo. Thank
2: you. Thanks, Mark.